Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and my guest today is El Paso County's Deputy Director of Communications, Natalie Sosa. How are you doing today, Natalie? I'm good, Scott. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. Before we get started, I wanted to let listeners know that if they're interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County, or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, uh, they can find additional episodes of this podcast on their podcast platform of choice. Uh, But to get started today, I wanted to ask you to give a little bit of your background prior to your current role here at El Paso County. Okay, Um, so I started with El Paso County at the Sheriff's Office back in 2003. Mm -hmm. I actually started off as a telecommunicator, so I was answering 911 calls and and dispatching um, law enforcement and and fire department to different calls. So Mm -hmm. um, really a great way to start with the Sheriff's Office. Um, I really loved my role there, Um, really loved helping people. Um, Again, it's at a time when you know, people are experiencing, you know, their own personal crisis, and you're trying to help them through that. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of my my first um, step into El Paso County. After that, um, I ended up working as an executive assistant for, for the sheriff, and then as a spokesperson, which kind of led me to my role now as a deputy director of communications. So um, I feel like throughout my career here at El Paso County, it's all been in communications, yeah. um, a lot of it in crisis communications. And so I'm curious about that. When you were a dispatcher, I mean, like you said, that's those moments in time where the people who you're communicating with are in crisis situations. How do you help maintain that sort of feeling of safety and security for those people on the other line? Um, You know, I really felt like, um, first, I've always wanted to have a career where I was serving other people and helping them. Mm -hmm. And so in those situations, you understand that people are going through their own crisis. And so um, my training, um, preparation, and just knowing that you had to be that calm on the other side of the phone or the other side of the radio. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was just really uh, the responsibility that I put on myself to make sure that, you know, I was giving the instructions that I needed to give. I was getting the information I needed to get, giving the information I needed to give um, to make sure that um, that I was trying to keep them as safe and as calm and kind of helping them through the their crisis. How do you maintain composure yourself in those scenarios? I, I imagine it's got to be difficult, again, to hear that sort of, you know, tension on the other side of the line and not be not be wholly affected by that, by being able to still maintain your composure. How were you able to do that? And how has that sort of translated into other roles that you've had since working as a dispatcher? Well, it's funny you ask that, because if you knew me personally, you would know <laughs> that um, kind of in a crisis, I'm like, oh, you know, nobody knew if I could really do it. But I feel that when you have that sense of responsibility and you have that sense that somebody is counting on you to be that calm Mm -hmm. it kind of you know you you kind of settle yourself down and you go with with the training that you have and the the preparation for those type of calls that we as 911 dispatchers uh, get Mm -hmm. to be able to handle those type of calls and so once you feel like you know what I can handle their emergency. I can get them the information they need. I can get the help that they need to them. Um, it really gives you kind of that empowerment to say, you know, I can help you. And so that you're, it's able to, you know, translate in being that call because you're focused on just letting them know that you're, you're there to help them. So now you've transitioned from the sheriff's office over to El Paso County, uh, more the administrative side of things. Uh, what are your, some of your responsibilities in this current role as deputy director of communications? So right now I oversee a team. Um, 
part of that team is open records. So we um, handle open records for people that want to request documents and stuff from the county. Also, um, marketing. Um, so I'm oversee our marketing um, staff who um, helps us get you know the word out about different programs and services that El Paso County offers. And um, also oversee our, our social media platforms. As you know, right now, um, social media is probably the way people are getting a lot of their information. But within that, overseeing that team and providing some guidance and mentorship to my team, I am also have my own um, clients and stuff that I, that I help um, support. And one of those is the Office of Emergency Management. And so that kind of falls right in line with crisis communications, which is kind of the, the experience that I have brought since being a, a telecommunicator communicator um, and on through my career. Very good. So it, this is interesting. I had the opportunity last week to speak with Xavier Frost, who mm-hmm. is the chief human resources officer here at El Paso County. And he, one of the things he talked about was the value of being able to make those transitional changes within an organization. Sometimes, I'm not going to say a lot of times, but so, certainly sometimes in uh, private organizations, uh, they generally want to keep you in the same area and, you know, maybe there's a ladder there and maybe there's not, but generally speaking, they want you to do that job that they hired you for. Uh, He seemed to indicate that here at El Paso County, there's more of an open idea of transitioning to different jobs, you know, say, you know, I've been in one role for five years or 10 years or however long. And, you know, I think, you know what, I've done enough of that. I'm ready for a new adventure, a new challenge. Let me look, you know, way over here in this opposite direction and, uh, you know, see what I can do there. Now for you, it may not have been as drastic of a change, but how important is it for you? And, you know, how valuable was it for you to be able to make that transition still within the El Paso County family, essentially, uh, but be able to make that change in your career? Well, I'll tell you, um, El Paso County really does a great job of kind of preparing um, and empowering you to kind of take that the next step based off of the job that you're doing and the training that you have. So going from a 911 dispatcher and having to, to deal with daily crisis communications and dealing with people's personal crisis or, or incidents that were happening, you know, that experience I was able to take to then being a spokesperson for El Paso County Sheriff's Office, which was, you know, taking those skills that I had to remain calm, communicating, where at that time I was communicating with individuals, here communicating with the whole community, but taking the same skill sets um, that I had. So they do a really good job of kind of doing the training, um, um, preparing, but also the mentorship. Mm -hmm. There's something within El Paso County that, you know, if you're ready to take that next step, you've got people like, here's the experience that I bring, and here's the next thing, the next um, opportunity that I'd like to go to. Um, and it falls in line with some of that experience and skills that I bring to it. And then the mentorship that people here at El Paso County, that I find that a lot of people here find very important and want to share the information that they have with you so that you can be successful in the, in the next step that you take. Also to say, you know, when going from, you know, being a telecommunicator to then being a spokesperson to then being a supervisor overseeing a team of communicators, right? Um, They also have a leadership track. So it's not just, you know, communicating, but also being a leader Mm -hmm. and and giving me those opportunities to take that training and preparing me to be able to be uh, an effective leader for my team. Yeah, that's really good. And you've mentioned the word mentorship a few times since we've been talking already. Obviously, something that is important to you. Uh, What is your responsibility in your mind in being that mentor and helping others now that you are in a leadership position? Um, I can tell you that I am where I'm at right now is because somebody took the time to take me under their wing and mentor me and share with me 
the information and, and the um, skills that they had so that to help make me successful. And so I really see my role now as a leader, as an as a supervisor to pay that forward. So it's really important for me to, as I'm getting, you know, my team, you know, when they have questions or when I see something like really sharing my knowledge, sharing my experience to help them, you know, because that has, that was done for me and it had helped me to be successful. So I really, um, and I, like I said, I've, I've experienced that throughout my career here at El Paso County. And I started in 2003. It's something that I think we do really well here at El Paso County. And I think that's a component of helping people get to the next step. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things you mentioned earlier, too, as part of your current role is working with the Office of Emergency Management. Uh, we're recording this. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, not as relevant, but <laughs> the fact that uh, we're supposed to get some pretty significant weather events happening over the course of the next couple of days. I thought it might be nice to talk about this. So it, why for you is working with the Office of Emergency Management and having that communications role component of that. Why is that important? And what are some of the takeaways you've had in working in that capacity? You know, I think supporting the Office of Emergency Management is something that is really important to me. And what I've learned is that it's not only important to communicate effectively during a crisis, but to be communicating before the crisis happens Mm -hmm. and making sure that your community is prepared for the, the, you know, any crisis that may be coming up, even the ones that you don't or see, right? Sure, or that you, sure. that maybe that we haven't experienced before. Take, for instance, the, the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a time, I was one of the communicators during that time too. And, and just, um, you know, making sure that our community is prepared and, and ready to respond to whatever crisis may come. But some of the key takeaways the, here locally in El Paso County, we are a regional office of emergency management. And why I say that it's important is because we're, it's not just El Paso County, it's, it's the city um, also, communicating so that we it's even more important and even more effective because we have consistent coordinated messaging during a crisis and so I think that's very important um, for our community to know with Office of Emergency Management is that we really work together to make sure that um, we're all communicating a consistent coordinated message and really being that calm for our community making sure they're prepared before a crisis happens. And how have you found is the best way to communicate to residents during that time? Is it, you know, emails, press releases, social media, like how best do you think uh, you've seen communication work in those times? Um, you know, um, there's many communication avenues that we can use um, during a, a crisis and something that we look at to make sure that we are effectively communicating using the right tools. Um, but a lot of those ways are, you know, through social media is a big um, tool that we use to communicate. Um, the media mm-hmm. is very helpful um, to us, you know, during a crisis as well, getting that information out. Um, and then, you know, just we try to meet people where they're where they're at, you know, and so really try to take into account you know, okay, we know some people use social media, we know some people, you know, watch the news, we know some people may listen to your podcast, you know, <laughs> so there, we just try to be mindful of all the communication um, avenues that we can communicate with our community. So sticking with the idea of crisis communications, not every crisis has to do with a weather event. You know, certainly we've experienced that here in uh, El Paso County in, in recent months. Uh, but uh, as, as I understand, you recently returned from a conference that focused a lot on crisis communication. Uh, and uh, so a couple of things with that. Uh, what were some of those learnings that you were able to pull from that? And why do you see continuing education in a role 
an important aspect and benefit of working with El Paso County? Um, I can say that this um, this conference that I just attended was one of the best conferences I've attended in a, in a really long time. I was really able to take some of those practical tools that they taught about communicating during a crisis. And what I learned from that was it's not enough to just communicate, but are you communicating effectively? Mm-hmm. Are you communicating at the right time during a crisis? Are you saying the right things during a crisis? And so this particular training that I went to was really important, really enlightening, and really, you know, kind of was like, okay, I am communicating, but, you know, I'm probably not communicating as effectively <laughs> as I could be during a crisis. Mm-hmm. So this 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 conference that I went to was, was really good. I, you know, thoroughly enjoyed and recommended and learned a lot from it. And I don't think that you ever really stop learning. It's good to go to conferences. It's good to continue to you know, take classes, take trainings, any opportunity to continue to learn because you don't ever stop learning, you know, and there's new things that you can use to bring into what you're doing now to even help you do things more effectively and more efficiently. And so um, I think professional development, I I think continuing education is important. And it's something that I know is important to our department and I know is supported by our leadership. Mm -hmm. And so um, we do encourage that and and, um, think it's very important. And as even for me, I I still look for those opportunities to be able to um, learn and grow and and just kind of step up your game a little bit. Right. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, so wanted to go back uh, a little bit more broadly, just in your history and working with El Paso County. Uh, what are some of the accomplishments that you're particularly proud of? Maybe not, you know, super grand scale things, because I think sometimes, especially as communicators, you're a more behind the scenes type of person. You're not generally like out there and, you know, raising up a trophies or anything. But what are some things that you've done that you felt really made a difference, really mattered, or even going back to some of your dispatching days and like how you feel maybe you helped change the trajectory of of a person's life, right? In doing something like that. Can can you talk about some of those? Um, I think some of the accomplishments is, I think if you knew me before I became a communicator. Um, I was kind of real shy, um, didn't talk a lot, didn't, wouldn't have ever described myself as somebody that could could talk to somebody during a crisis. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, you know, going back, certainly some of the calls that I've taken and knowing that I made a difference, that I was the calm on the other end of that line for somebody that I brought, you know, somebody that was experiencing a crisis that I was able to kind of talk them through it or get them through it until help arrived. um, I would say that was an accomplishment for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Accomplishment, you know, real recently was the COVID pandemic. We We hadn't experienced a pandemic to that scale in my lifetime at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, just, and we were new to doing kind of a regional approach to communications. And so the accomplishment was we were able to get together and work with, you know, the public health, with work with the city of Colorado Springs, you know, work together to make sure that we were getting our community, we were communicating with our community and getting them through, getting the information that we needed to get out to them, but also getting them through, um, a very difficult situation where there was new information coming every day. There was new public health orders, things like that. So really, um, that was an accomplishment um, because it was a time that it was unfamiliar to to any of us, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and so that was an accomplishment, I would say. 
A lot of things that you've talked about so far have focused on serving the community, whether it's uh, messaging from the Office of Emergency Management, uh, again, whether you're a dispatcher and working with the sheriff's office. And, you know, that has a strong focus on serving the community. For you, why is being part of an organization that focuses on serving the community such an important thing? It's being able to serve the community, letting them know that you're important to them, letting them know that that you value them and that you're doing something greater than yourself and mm-hmm. you're um, you're actually gonna you're actually helping someone you know sometimes you might not see it but the people that are receiving that message or the people that are you know learning about a program or a service or you know are getting that help that's what's important that, that's great thank you for that I, I appreciate that so so what I, I would say is, um, you know, my journey here at El Paso County, the one thing that stands out for me is the mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go back and, and name the people that have mentored me, starting out from being, you know, a telecommunicator to being a spokesperson to coming over to El Paso County and, you know, supporting Office of Emergency Management. I have had strong mentors along the way that have brought me along and shared with me um, they're like, again, again, their experience shared with me some insights, you know, to help make me a better communicator mm-hmm. along the way. And so mentorship has something that is really important to me. Um, it's something that, um, you know, again, I have, um, somebody has taken my hand and brought me along. Um, and so for me, if there's anything along my journey that I've learned is to pay it forward and, and make sure that, you know, whether I am, you know, you know, working, you know, with somebody from another, from another agency or working from somebody with another department or working for somebody within my team, that if I'm able to share some knowledge or, you know, share something that I insight that I've learned and kind of mentor someone, um, like what has been done for me, Mm -hmm. um, that is something that I want to pay forward. And I, and I hope that I, um, demonstrate that each day that I, um, am with El, El Paso County. Great. Well, thank you, Natalie. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time today. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, you can search for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.